ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. How's it going, everyone? Hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. And bringing you this intro from uh, the a place called Cape Wrath, which is basically kind of like a sort of an island that's just off from Scotland. Um, it is sort of attached, but the only way to to access uh, the place of Cape Wrath is either by uh, boat or by hiking. It's right on the I uh, um right on the on a water on the water called Kyle of Duness. Um, it's a really beautiful, picturesque place. We, we've currently got the van doors open, just looking across into the hi- Scottish Highlands now. So it's a lovely little spot, and the sun's just starting to shine now as I'm recording this intro as well, so it's getting out nice. Yesterday was really cool. Um, went for... A really, really As the sort of the water went out, as the sea went out, um, it sort of exposed loads of beautiful um, beach land. And I think what's so beautiful about Scotland is that in Scotland, you know, if, if it's Scotland had the sun, I think it would be very, uh, it would look like a, a foreign country, you know, it would look like a, like the Dominican or something like that. It would look like a much hotter climate. Uh, the beaches are all beautiful white beaches and um, it was so beautiful yesterday taking a walk, you know, the weather was quite nice, it wasn't too cold, it was just um, nice temperature and we jumped in the water, It was the water was still cold by the way, but it was, uh, it was really nice. So anyway, in this podcast today, as you can see from the title of this thing, uh, this thing got a bit funky, <laughs> and um, you know, as you know, guys, over recent over recent days, the podcast has been getting tucked down. You know, so if you can't beat them, you know, the famous expression, join them. Um, so I've definitely joined them with this title. You know, it's funny, and it's funny that if you go around on the on the, on the internet or you go around social media, you know, it's okay for um, pornography websites or you know pornography uh, channels on YouTube and. Um, things that are, you know are derogative to the human spirit it's it's okay for that to be to 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 be monetized it's okay for that to to still be out there in a, in the algorithms pushing the kids consciousness you know but when it comes to truth you know truth needs to be silenced so like i said you'll get the humor in this one you know if you can't beat them join them so we used a, a little bit of a derogative title to to um to to have a little laugh at the the system kind of thing you know so i hope you enjoy the humor to that and this one was a really this was a really cool powerful conversation in my opinion as you will see anyway and i just wanted to mention guys as well that on the 8th of um what's the date again laura we're doing it 8th of august August, yeah on the 8th of august which is a sunday we're going to be doing a, a free hangout again um in the in the southwest of Scotland, we're not sure I uh, exactly on the location that we're going to be doing it because we're obviously just moving around, and also we haven't been to that area, so we don't really know where will be a good spot for people to park cars or to meet up or hang out or what we can get up to, you know. So 
or basically just say in the southwest of Scotland. So it's probably going to be about one hour and a half away from the border, more than likely, of Scotland, on the southwest of Scotland. And um, as it gets closer to the date, I'll be letting you... If you reach out to me and you say that you're interested and you're in the Scottish area, because a lot of people from Scotland have been saying they want to do a hangout, um, I'm not sure how many people's going to be coming out, coming out, even if there's five of us, six of us, because it's last minute. It'll still be cool, you know, to, to meet up and see what we can get up to. So if you want to reach, if you want to send us an email, personal email through the Send Podcast website, or you want to um, contact us via my Instagram, you know, and I, and I will, I'll remember, I'll remember who's reached out. And then when it gets close at the time, uh, either a day or two days before, I'll give you the exact location in the southwest of Scotland. So if you, if, if you're there, if you're there, it'll be cool to see you anyway. And also, guys, I just want to mention that there's one place left on the on the retreat still, and that's in Wales in um, in October, towards the end of October. So if you, that if you feel in your heart that's pulling you there and you want that last spot, it's going to be a magical experience for sure. Some of the things that we've got lined up for that, um, all you need to do is put a deposit down and you'll you'll uh, get your grab your spot and place for that. So that's all I'm going to say anyway. I love you all as always. Keep seeking and enjoy this one. It's a good one. as me and Laura are about to record there um, we're just sitting in the van <laughs> and uh, obviously as you can see the, the setup that we've got here obviously just sitting with the lake to, uh, behind us in the van which is a really lovely beautiful spot and we just sort of pulled up at this uh, this really uh, beautiful spot looking out where you can see there's a few boats in the distance that you can see on the camera uh, obviously on audio you're not going to be able to see that uh, but you can maybe just hear the water in the background and there's absolutely no one around, you know, we just turned up and there's, there's completely no one around. And then all of a sudden we're just about, we've got the cameras all set up around us, got the microphone set up. And then this guy randomly pops his head around the corner and he says, he says, our dog's not around there, is it? Our dog's not around there. <laughs> and uh, we, me and Laura just had a little joke thinking like with all the cameras set up and stuff, he probably thinks that we're recording a porno on the lake or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, this is like the the first scenes of a porno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first... Uh, That'd be a funny, hilarious song. But um, talking about funny stories, uh, the other day you had a, a really funny story while I was doing a live. That was a really good segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want you to talk about something that's funny as hell. Um, all right, so the other night you were doing your live stream and I was like kind of sitting on the bed and I thought, I'm going to enhance this experience. So I thought I'd take a couple of hits on a bong and just kind of journal what comes up. Because I've noticed that when I get into certain states, I, my handwriting changes and I start to, it's like almost like I start to channel a different part of myself or a different consciousness. I haven't quite figured out what that what that is yet and I would love to, I'm sure there's like an art and a psychology behind handwriting. So there's something I would love to look into like, because I see where my state of consciousness changes, my handwriting changes. Anyway, so I was, I was deep in it. I was really high while you were, while you were doing your live stream and and it something came up because i know i've got like stuff in my subconscious that i'm too scared to face and i've had a lot of like sort of ptsd dreams about um about kind of facing this thing in and so i don't know if that was a seal there was a fish, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah i missed the seal before i wish i'd seen them 
But um, in one of these dreams, it was um, I was about seven and me and you were in in bed together and there was like a poltergeist in the next room and I, and I really needed the toilet in the dream and I said I'd rather wet myself than face whatever's in the next room and as I was like recalling this dream it, it was like it was as though it, it clicked it had locked in with the present moment and it felt like there was I had to face something inside my own consciousness and it was kind of um and operating in parallel to the dream and so I was writing and as I was writing I was like am I being commanded to piss myself <laughs> and because like I felt like I had to maybe because I needed the toilet and Dan was doing the live and you were doing the live stream and I was I was just kind of thinking um do I have to kind of wet myself to to face what I'm facing and it just kind of reminded me of that uh, peep show episode with um Mark and Jeremy at Mark's wedding where when, um, Were they trying to knock out of the wedding? Yeah, and, and Jeremy starts to weigh himself and Mark's like, I command you to stop. And so I just thought by God's voice in my head is Mark Corrigan going, I command you to piss yourself. Yeah. But um, I didn't piss myself because I thought that would have been so funny, me just like releasing myself on the bed <laughs> while you were just doing a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> you, can just, you can just hear the water just gushing out of as well, just lie there like nothing's happening. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I didn't piss myself, but um, I felt like I kind of unlocked a lot of things in my psyche that I was that I was working on. Yeah, that's funny because I can it, it really tickles you them moments because I have them moments when you know when you get high and uh, you know that them thoughts come on really strong. Like for example, you know the the poo story I talked about when I it was like it was like commanding me to poo, you know. But it was like then you your mind starts wrapping around it and it's like well if i poo myself you know who's going to see what what's going to happen you know yeah. is this poo ever going to stop coming up me bum yeah <laughs> and that's the that's the thing because i watched a, a documentary about a psychiatric ward and one of the patients there um he he had this fear about pooing himself and the you know he, he was refusing to leave his room he didn't want to go outside because he, he thought he was going to soil himself and that was related to a certain trauma he had in his childhood about like you know um it was all around sort of sexual abuse and in the in the documentary at the end it showed him like kind of bowing to the mental hospital and saying you know that place taught me that the only thing to fear is fear itself because what they made him do in the end was kind of soil soil his own pants and walk around and say that you know it's not that bad and so it kind of made me think about that and how it relates to me and my sort of traumas and things like that so I think maybe maybe I need to wing myself to face it, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's definitely not one of <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not one of my traumas wing yourself because I used to just do it all the time. Yeah. Like, I was lucky that my my mum was just you no, know, she just allowed us to do it all the time. You know, I, I remember weaning the bed till I was like maybe twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> not even a lie. <laughs> And I still weigh the bed now every t- every now and again. But um, you said something really beautiful because um, I read a quote the other day and it said, I'm going to butcher this, but it said something along the lines of like how, um, you know, how we we carry so much, you know, we carry so, so much emotion and so much baggage around and apprehension around, you know, doing things that are going to be perceived by others others as, is, is not worthy or, or something that's, you know, looks on the surface looks like it's not right you know like you, you you need to be put in a mental hospital or something or it's not right to to wear your pants it's not right to do this and we carry so much energetic baggage in our lives through that process and also if you've had an experience where you kind of maybe you've released that to a certain degree like for example give one of my examples when i was in school which is funny i remember we myself on the first day of school ever 
and, and which was really a nice story as well through it but the, yeah. the guy in school ended up like not seeing anything and I always respect him for that but it was like on the first day of the worst case scenarios that pissed me pants you know what I mean <laughs> and it's uh, there's water dripping all down the side of the science lab and it sounds like a you know like a Bunsen burner like dropping like doop 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 and even the whole classroom and the teacher's going, there's the chemicals in the cupboard there. And there's my piss just dripping all down the, the thing. But, um, you know, the, that experience taught me that, you know, in afterwards it wasn't that bad. You know, once I'd done it, once I humiliated myself, there was no more humiliation to go, you know. So yeah. there was a quote that I read the other day and it said, you know, get your humiliation out of the way, you know, get the things that you worry about out of the way fast. It's kind of like truth. It's like, you know, when someone like, when someone turns around you and says like, accuses you of something, and um, they kind of want the accuser, like the media does this, they kind of want the accuser to be like, oh, I'm, I, um, oh, I didn't do anything, yeah. I didn't admit it. And then yeah. there's an energy that's invoked through that where they can keep prodding them. Yeah. But always when the the, 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 the sort of the, the person who's been accused of something, when he just turns around and says, yes, I did that, that was me then, now I'm not that anymore. Yeah. It's, it stops that energy, it stops that fuel. So kind of there's something, there's something empowering about you owning them certain parts of you. Yeah. Um, you know? I've seen a lot of people like it's the same with can- cancel culture. A lot of people kind of succumb to cancel. Can't even say cancel culture. <laughs> cancel culture, and I've seen a lot of YouTubers do that. Um, I used to watch Shane Dawson like a, a few years ago, and he's like, he kept getting hounded for stuff that he did in the past, and he'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry." I'm just like, part of me was just like, "Man, like man up. Yeah. Just, just like take ownership and say that, yes, that was me then." but it's it's not w- what i am now but people are so kind of weak-minded to to be like oh i'm sorry i'll never do it again like was i think it was john cena i think it was a week or two ago Wrestler. yeah he, <laughs> he mislabeled a, he mislabeled a country or something like that and he had to apologize and i'm just like fucking you're like yeah. you're meant to be an alpha male and you're like yeah i'm sorry i'm so sorry you keep i want to keep my fancies and lollies please <laughs> it's just like i don't know i think people I just, I don't know, I just can't buy this cancel culture yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit. When you were saying before about the, um, you know, the channeling aspect of your writing, because that was interesting to me. So you were saying before that when, when you like, so basically when you alter your consciousness and you, you'd start journaling, because a, a common practice for you is that you'll take psychedelics and you'll have your journal with you, which is a good practice, and you'll start journaling whatever sort of comes through you. But there was a, a point in your journal which um you know I don't I don't read your journal as you know I don't yeah but like specifically you specifically showed us to to look to look at it and I thought it was really fascinating that in your journaling you start journaling in your normal handwriting then all of a sudden um something switched in that writing the handwriting and it was a, a complete different style of handwriting like an oldie worldy kind of hand 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 style writing to me yeah. it's like something that you don't see anymore yeah and you know. Th- to me like well, what is that you know what is that channeling through, through through you you know because there's been there's always been stories of people like channeling stuff through in certain circumstances whether it's writing or something hello. little doggy beside the van hello, hello. we're not recording a porno <laughs> don't jump in the <laughs> <laughs> there's a little doggy uh, jumping into the trying to jump in the van he's wagging his tail um He's probably, the owner's probably scared to come around now thinking that we're all calling a porno. <laughs> like probably seeing the dog wagging around going. <laughs> like halfway through it. <laughs> I start rocking the van. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, what are you saying about my handwriting? About it changing? It's funny. Yeah, I'll go back to that thing. It's funny though. I remember once, just a little segue, right? I remember doing a podcast. You remember I did the podcast with uh, Simon Wilson? 
so he's got an apartment in Manchester, right? And it's obviously big glass windows, like lovely apartment. And I had the, all the cameras set up and all the lights and everything was all set up, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like all the big bright lights were set up and the people across, the, the neighbours across the road thought we were actually recording a porno. Really? Like, all the lights and stuff. <laughs> it was like so, it was so hilarious. <laughs> like at the windows, like, yeah. what's going on? So funny. But um, my handwriting. It, yeah, your handwriting. I, um, yeah, so it's weird one with my handwriting because... I've had dreams where, where like um, I know that I'm clairaudient and I know that I can kind of hear energies and and tap into different frequencies like through through my ears. And in my dreams, it's like my my nana's voice comes through. And in the dream, I like I sat down with a pen and paper and I just kind of just let the let my hand go wherever. And it was channeling through information about people that I love and saying things are going to happen on certain dates. And in the dream, I was like distrustful of like what was actually happening, and that's still kind of where I'm at the moment. I think it's going to be down the line where I, where I piece together what is actually happening. But right now, um, I don't actually know if I'm channeling like, my nana's consciousness, if I'm channeling my own consciousness, what's actually coming through. But there is a, a definite switch in my consciousness when I when I start to channel that information, and it's it's weird because my language, the language I use, also changes. It's more it's more fluent, it's more um, more expressive. So I don't know what's going on there, but it feels like in my dreams I'm kind of being trained through that respect. I'm, it's like training my channeling abilities. Do you, When you're in there, do you feel do you feel that subtle shift? Because, you know, like, for example, um, when you take psychedelics, I might, this might not be a good example, but when you do take psychedelics, when you go through the veil and you, feel, you can feel them shifts where your consciousness enters into a different state of being, like, do you feel do you feel a shift or not? Is it like a is there a fundamental shift in you? I did. Um, when you were doing that live stream, I did feel the the like the subtle shift inside myself because I started writing as I normally do, and it felt like this isn't right. And then it just like this other consciousness came through. And what I feel like is, when I used to get high, um, I've spoke about this on the last live stream we did. Like I used to, it used to make us feel relaxed, and you know it wouldn't really take me into the subconscious. And previously it has took me into the subconscious, but it's felt like a, like me diving into a deep well in the subconscious. But now it feels like the well's very shallow. And so when I, when I access the subconscious realm, it feels like it's very close to me. So it feels like when I, when I get high now, sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really deep in that state. It feels like it's, it's kind of so close to the surface now. It feels like my subconscious mind is much closer. And I've noticed that because, you know, if I if I'm if I say to you something that's on my mind and we end up working through like a something that's coming up with me, like an emotional trauma or whatever, when when that gets worked through when I'm sober, I often have a dream which is very significant the next day. It feels like it removes that stagnant energy. So it feels like I'm I am operating in a closer relationship with my subconscious mind now. Whereas before it would it felt like it was something that I had to plunge into, whereas now it's like something that there's like it's in shallower waters if you know what I mean and understand that I haven't got the, the very very depths of my subconscious but it's I don't feel like you can you can really be in that state yeah. all the time but it, it does feel like I am in a closer relationship with it now it's interesting though like you, the way you describe that like that close relationship because sometimes I feel that but then other times it feels like you get to that level where you, you feel like it's getting closer and then it feels like something else moves again it's like it's it's far out again 
yeah. you've got to keep bridging it yeah i feel like it's a it's a dance but that's where i'm at at the moment i feel like i'm operating uh, like a closer relationship to it why do you why, how do you feel how have you bridged that gap like how do you feel like you, you're bridging that gap of the of the psyche because it's not I, I don't think it's just it's not just about like obviously the art of taking psychedelics and getting used to that process because for example um you know that that process what you're trying to describe um for me is is what i've heard shamans speak about i've heard like you know people who have gone heavily into the world of psychedelics have spoke about you know the the any the even not the the australian um Abra- sorry the, the native american sorry native americans they called it the dream time and they talked about this this state of consciousness that that when they they can they can like as they as the more they move their consciousness in, into them two worlds merge you know they don't they're no longer just operating in like the the mind state like the human mind you know they're, they're operating in, in that in the higher mind like it's the the worlds are closer together you know because you know for example when you alter your consciousness you move into that yeah that place whatever you want to call it where you can like you know everything slows down like your processes in your mind are starting to break things down break traumas down um healing comes through uh, you get again perspectives inside of the self perspectives around others psychic abilities healing mm-hmm. everything you know this there's a state of mind that's there and you are you seeing that like that that world's merging closer to 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 to, like you're bridging that gap with inside of the self to that world i think so i think a lot of it has to do with kind of analyzing my own dreams Mm -hmm. and seeing because every dream that i have like i sort of make a note of and everything that's significant i write it all down and as i start waking through the dreams and analyzing them it's like a a breakthrough walls in my psyche just had a like i i've just pieced something together in my own mind now because last night i went lucid and uh, when I, as soon as I went lucid, brick walls appeared in front of me, and the brick walls were like had br- bricks missing. Now I interpreted that as like the the brick walls were kind of coming down between the the conscious mind and the unconscious mm-hmm. mind. But I don't know. I just I don't know what's happening. But I feel like having been in a relationship with you, where I can kind of bounce like the deepest aspects about yeah. myself like safely, where I don't feel judgment. I feel like that's been such a a massive kind of a massive help in my own kind of development because before when you when you're by yourself trying to work through these deep concepts it's it's difficult yeah. i mean even even the best psycho psychoanalysts have said you need someone to talk through your ideas with it's not through, through that process of when i've said this to you many times is that also like there is there is also like um there is beauty in doing that with someone else, you know, sharing the deepest tendencies. But also, to like to be honest enough, I've said this to you that also I'm aware that when I when we're doing that work and we're sharing ideas, that there's also biases within me. There's also tendencies within me. So I've got to like constantly clear out things within me to be of service to them parts of you, because you know even though you might be transcending certain parts within you, them parts within me still might be stagnant. So I have to be fully aware that them parts of me are, are like, you know, I'm. I'm aware that I might be biased in something. That's why I always say that when we do the when we're doing the work together, and I feel something coming up in the in the work we're doing, I always say it. You're like that, you know. Like first of all, I always say it. You don't. I always say it. The language I'm going to speak. I'm going to say this wrong. Like it's going to sound offensive. It's going to sound. It's going to trigger certain parts of you. But move that aside, like and just let me allow just what comes through. 
mm-hmm. and you take from it and discard what you don't and, and I'm not doing it in a nasty way I'm not doing it in a horrible way and I think that's what I'm on my personal journey that's what I'm starting to learn is that to be a shaman to be a healer you know you have to try and first and foremost move even be first of all acknowledge that you're not you're still healing you're on a journey as well yeah. and try and move them things out of the way when you're in that, in that place I don't think you can really help people until you kind of kind of disassociated with your ego a little bit yeah. and, and work through uh, deep traumas when um when you were saying before about the the lucid dream i had a dream that i hadn't i haven't even talked about on the podcast and you remember the dream i had where i was um where i had that dream where i said the it was like a like a skittle like uh so there's, a, there's an ad in the uk called skittles which is like a kid's uh sweets that they eat and it was like colors of the rainbow and basically it was like rainbow like there was an object in a tree and it sort of moved in a visual perspective and bounced down and then it, like it sort of um like a metamorphosis it like switched into um in a sort of like a a circular rainbow like object sphere object and, and then the middle of the sphere it had like like black fluid black liquid mm. then all of a sudden the black liquid like um went through another metamorphosis dropped on the floor and it was a the crystallist bluest water that you can ever imagine in your life the the water that you would imagine that was flowing through the garden of eden and then in the dream like my perspective went to the front of the dream there was a tent there was nothing in the tent at all which is weird you know how the subconscious works like that then there was a screen and it had a screen of like people with fillings in the teeth and stuff and it said and on the screen it said um i can't fully remember now what it said but it said something along the lines of that you need to clear out the the heavy metals in your body you know and it's and then it also said through the dream it said go into this water and we will cleanse you like three days in this water will cleanse everything out of you yeah i wonder if it's because we've been having a sort of closer connection with nature and mm. it's like the, those insights are coming through more because we're more detached from society and what mm. what's actually going on in civilization well, my, when we've been we've been in the van my dream state's definitely changed it feels a lot more cleaner it definitely feels more cleaner it feels like now i'm really like i'm closer to the to the subconscious like because i feel like the subconscious because my subconscious was so scattered before compared to now you know mm-hmm. it's interesting when that's going ahead sorry um because on the live stream you did a what i don't know if it was the last one you did or the one before when someone asked you what your what your god looks like you described it very similarly to what you actually saw oh the one that got took down by the way <laughs> did i mention not mention that <laughs> oh you said that the by your, the inorganic ones your perception of god uh, looked like what you actually saw in the dream you described it in a very similar way so i wonder if that's yeah maybe it's your perception of god coming down and like portraying a message to you i don't know no well when that's when i spoke about my perception of god the only reason why i spoke about that is because you know my perception of god isn't language it's not mm-hmm. words it's more feeling like when i've had them um, metaphysical experiences it just feels i don't even know if there's a god kind of thing it feels like yourself when you're in there it just feels like energy you know it feels like we are all it like today for example when we um See, this ties into what we were saying before. When you, you know, when you were speaking about bridging that gap between the other worlds and and the mind-based reality, and also the other worlds we described before, like the bridge of how the shaman tries to bridge the the dream time with the waking reality. Mm-hmm. When um, you know, that's something that I've been, I've felt that as I've been evolving, I've been moving into that place, that state of being where I feel like them two worlds within me are are, are closer together. So, for example, you know, like in your in in our in your past life, um, when you were growing up. 
you would see world the world as a, as a sort of a biological mechanistic evolution where things were just happening you were just in it you know you weren't ob- the observer of the world you were just like going along with the you know going along on the hamster wheel kind of thing mm-hmm. and as you bring awareness you start realizing how the world is is it's, it's not as solid as you think it's more um it's more expansive it's more creative it's the universe is turning up in weird interesting ways and there's something along the journey as you start evolving yourself them two worlds start merging like and start mm. coming closer together like what Dolores Cannon talks about how it's like the vibrating and moving closely and mm. like together in a day uh, when we went in the water you know in the, the, the lake it was like it's funny because when we went to the lake today it was like kind of the mind comes over and it says don't get in but when we got in the water it was nice and warm you know and I was doing this practice, which I described to you, where I was in the water and, you know, I could feel, when I first got in the water, I could feel the cold on my senses and I could feel the mind going like, this is not right, get safety, get out, get out, get out. <clears throat> and um, as I just settled into it, because the water's a practice, I was closing my eyes. And as I closed my eyes, it was like, it wasn't like the, it, it, it's hard to describe this, it wasn't like the third eye was activating. It was like I could feel the whole body activating inside, but the colours were were moving through the inner surface of my skin and the colours were here, like vibrating kind of thing. It's hard to explain this. And um, I had this moment in, in in the experience where I was tuning to the to the like the bodily functions. I was feeling the energy, feeling the, like the whole body, like fully in the moment. And I had this trail of thought that came up and it said, like I felt like I was a part of the water. And then as I relaxed into it more, it, it said, no, you're not a part of the water. You are the water. Um, and I think that's that, for me, that's that gap. That's that bridge of, that's what truly we're moving to, you know, like when we're getting the, moving the subconscious closer to the mind, you know, it's it's our state of reality. It's not just who we are. It's like you start realizing that you, you're everything, you know, like you, you like the subconscious, you, you're the subconscious and the mind. It's everything flowing in the, through the same channels, you know. Yeah. Like when I was in that water, like I got to a point where I was, I had um. Like me, I couldn't even feel the water anymore. Like I felt like I was in empty space, like in like floating around in space. You know, it's kind of like um, the only way I can describe it is if someone hasn't tuned in and had that experience is like a float tank experience, where you know you're in the float tank and your your body's in a sensory deprivation tank and you don't feel anything. Yeah. You feel weightless, boundless kind of thing. You know, you can't feel the tank at the side. It felt like that when I was in the water. I felt like I was just like a a, a vessel of whatever I am, of energy, of consciousness, just like being bound in space like where wherever I was just deeply connected to it I feel that I feel like that's how I, my perception kind of shifts because you know I, you can't just be in that like um this I am everything's all part of me all the time kind of you shift between the ego and the third dimension like third dimensional perspective but that's something that I've been kind of thinking about we're all part of this quantum soup which we call reality and so when when you see signs and stuff like that when you see like when the universe is giving you a clear-cut message it's like when i see that now when i see like repetitive numbers when i see something that i think's like it relates to what i what i assume would be a sign like you know we see robins because we associate that with that like our grandparents when i see how tight you put this on (laughs) (laughs) got tight fingers mate um when I see those signs now, I kind of I automatically take it like a look at what I'm, what am I thinking? What's my emotional state like? And see what the message is coming through in that in that exact moment. Before the messages kind of seemed 
like they were like they were obscure like I couldn't really make sense of them but now I know that I automatically tune at the moment because it's a everything exists in the now and it's this now is telling you something about some I, it's hard it's hard to put language on it but it's more of a feeling I can get from when I see the, the yeah. repeating numbers and the signs from the universe what, when you said like you know because the mind does that you know you can't you know you said you can't be in that state all the time you're like you're moving in and out of it you come back to it you come back to your tendencies you be an arsehole and then like you you move out because that's like the the aperture of the of the awakening you know like you know, i've described it before the kaleidoscope where you're moving in and you're moving out of your subjective self and then outwards backwards in again do, do you do you think that's a state that we can ever get to as human beings because it's something that i've questioned can we like maybe i don't know like i don't want to put any limitations on it because we you kind of put limitations on it just be humble and be nice but can we get to that state of being where like you're always in it all the time because listen like um there's definitely evidence of of um of spiritual teachers getting to that state of being in this reality you know like ramdas for example he was for me he was definitely a physical representation of that energy where he was in that loving awareness all the time you know i am loving awareness and he would always like be calm and centered um because for me i struggle with that like there's times where i get pulled into that loving awareness and then i'm then i'm like fuck the system fuck you and then i'm aware like through that process is that just a test for me like is that my resistance is that my like is that my um challenge you know to to transcend that kind of thing you know where's the where's the where's the the sort of the the level between where you where you, what you should be and what you shouldn't kind of thing you know so it's one of them it's what it's the it's obviously the path to to enlightenment you know well, it's not. It's not a bad thing to to strive for that sort of attainment of that like Christ-like state of being. But I think it's too harsh to to kind of expect yourself to be there all the time, especially in the modern world. Like, especially if you're living in a city and it's stressful and you have to wear masks and there's all sorts of different stresses going on and people um, externalizing their traumas on you. I think it's going to be very hard to be in that sort of Christ-like state. But it's definitely a goal to hit towards, and and if you can't attain that hundred percent of the time, just show yourself some some love about that because it's we're in a very hard realm to be in. Yeah. Do you do you think that's the that's the purpose of what we need to get to though? Because I have moments where like I, I do get pulled by the the negativity. You know, I get pulled by like you choose to put me video down, so I'm like fuck you you know I'm like I'm, I'm like in it you know like i'm really in that energy like you see how amped up, amped up i get and i'm like right that's it yeah. like with the other night we're watching um braveheart you know we're yeah. braveheart like it's funny because we're in scotland now and the other night we're watching braveheart to get in the scottish spirit and um even though that film is probably grabbled to a certain degree but it's uh you know it, it really shows the energy the the dance between life between the good guys and the bad guys between love and light you know like mm-hmm. people like you know the the sort of the um the overseer kind of coming in and trying to manipulate people's where they can trade, where they can, how they live their lives. Um, you know, you know, basically just for in a sense of the dance between freedom and control kind of thing. People want to be free humans versus not. Mm. And for me, I, like over the last few years, what's been playing out kind of thing. And I've been constantly, as I've been going through a spiritual awakening, because this is kind of interesting to me is that um, we're all like, you know, we're, all of us now who are doing all the deep work we can all see that fundamentally really with the place that we need to go to is is all love you know like is is to forgive um to be in that you know that constant state of awareness where you realize that everyone's just you mm-hmm. the world's just manifesting from you but at the same time there's this physical wave this physical energy that's coming through that's testing us all you know it's like it's going completely against 
our inner senses, what we what we feel, what we what we know, what we've learned. Um, and it's moving in this direction. It has like a energy to it, you know. But at the same time, we're trying to be enlightened. We're trying to be awakened. Mm. And I'm struggling with that, you know. That's what I'm really struggling with. The dance between where do you like, where do you like, where do you move, you know? Like, how do you dance between that? Well, <clears throat> anger's not a bad thing because anger, anger really gets shit done. Mm-hmm. But I think what what this anger can do is you can use that and not not be reactive in the way they want you to be reactive but use that and transmute that into something that can build something that's beyond what what they've imagined for us and when you do that you you know you're really you're really winning the war from that respect you're not just saying oh it's all love and light and i'm gonna sit and be i'm just gonna sit and meditate because it's in the highest perspective we're all one and so none of the no no bad thing has ever happened in the third dimensional realm but to understand that there is negative things happening there is brutal things happening um there's dark agendas playing out and to take ownership of that feel the anger feel the rage resentment feel the the sort of um kind of despair to an extent but don't don't revel in it to use that and transmute it into into building something better and we know what that is we know what's it's getting land it's creating self-sustainable communities it's creating a system or a community where the human spirit can actually flourish instead of be crushed down which yeah. is what's happening well it's it's light the only way i can describe that it's lightness in it it's like using the darkness and transcending it in the light it's like this whole place is that has got that embedded within it you know like you said you mentioned there just to go off a little bit nothing's off tangent i know that but you mentioned before about off grade and stuff it seems like you know that that something is um kind of like nudging us it's for, kind of forcing us to a degree like it's kind of like sending us in that direction you know to 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 do that you know to to put our energy into something that's that's clean something that can create a a real foundation for for for, for the future for the future generation you know mm. but it's kind of like because i'm dancing between like everything's an illusion everything's not real but it also kind of feels like that the universe works through the physical to teach you. Like so, it also works through the through the physical to like to prod humanity in a certain direction. Because you know we all say that like everything's just a meta, like everything's just an illusion, everything's just a metaphysical. But it's clear to me that the universe is physically guiding us to a path. You know, it's it seems like it is to me. It's present. It's not it's not physically guiding you, but it's presenting. Mm-hmm. It's presenting a pathway to say that this is where you can go or this is where you can't. Yeah. And what I'm what I'm thinking is is if if it's a civilization we go we go down that other path, you know that that mechanistic path that we can see that's coming on the corner versus the one that's off grade and growing our foods, like what will what will will both will if we, no matter what one we go down, will we still gain the same perspective? Will we still learn the same lessons or will the lessons come in a different form? Cuz it feels like to me that something is guiding me into that direction. Like is that is that direction a part of the the path that's always been written in the stars? You know, all, we were always going to choose the off grid path anyway. Yeah. But now the now the universe is presenting and saying this is your next stage of evolution. This is your next stage of awakening. You know, it just it's just interesting to me. You know, because like I can I can see the the kind of the, the the dance between the devil and that and like seeing like that does that reality doesn't happen. And you, we just go on living what we, with the way that we're going to, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, how does that look in terms of evolution, and in terms of the spiritual psyche? Are we always just going to? Ha- this is always just going to happen, and we were always just going to, you know, move into that place. Well, the the Bible spoke about this sort of the same thing playing out. Yeah. 
says that the meek shall inherit the earth. So it, I think what's playing out is already, it's already been destined. We're just kind of, we're just kind of going through the motions of it playing out. So I think, you know, the, the system of self-sustainable communities, people living off grid, people being more in touch with themselves and living off the earth, living more harmoniously, that's, that's already going to happen. It's just, we're seeing the kind of the final, the kind of battle stages of it, you know, that, that consciousness based and through. That's what Christ consciousness is. It was really what Jesus was basically saying was, I'm no different from you. And what's happening is the consciousness is kind of erupting through everybody, that Christ-like state of consciousness. Not saying that, like, we know we can attain that all the time, but the, the consciousness of seeing each other as brothers and sisters, that's what's based and through, and that's yeah. where we're, we're heading towards. Should we leave it there? Yeah. Should we go and record that porn or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to turn the cameras off, and we're going to turn the microphone off, and then we're going to re- record the real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not for YouTube, though. I'll have to sense that. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be, th- th- this, this stuff's going to be on the Inner Circle page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The subscribers-only YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, it's the premium content, guys. <laughs> so get over to the YouTube premium content and uh, check out check out the, the wink-wink hidden stuff. Can't wink. (laughs) (laughs) Peace and love. See you later. Hope you liked that podcast there, by the way. Um, If you want to see the sort of the added bonus of the uh, the guy who at the beginning of the podcast sort of started looking in the van and thought we were recording a porno i've on the youtube version of this thing i've put a little video clip just showing when the guy arrived to the back doors and was seeing asking where his little dog Dougal was and um, so it's quite a funny little thing so i've put it at, at right at the end of the video side of the podcast where the guy comes to the doors uh, just as a little added little um little added highlight uh, thing so check that out anyway um if you can, as always, please consider supporting the podcast through the one-off donation option and the Patreon page. And it goes such a long way to help me keep doing what I'm doing and turning up and doing this podcast, you know, because this podcast is like a full-time job, you know, and um, you know, you guys know how much I put into it. And if I would appreciate it, if you can, if find it in your heart, if you're in a position where you can do this, even the price of a cup of coffee, you know, buys a coconut water, buys a glass of water, whatever, whatever, whatever it means, but it would mean a lot anyway to support if you could um you know support the podcast anyway that's all i'm saying um i love you all and to play this podcast out as i always do this is a song that's actually um has a little bit of a scottish heritage to it um and it's called oro and the song is called seo lin so enjoy the song and it's a banger peace out wherever you are in the world and enjoy the scottish song peace out Shall
Frank, no spawny. It's could it she the Ruiger Valley? Oh, Roger the Va, oh, Wale, oh, Roger the Va, oh, Wale, oh, Roger the Va, oh, Wale. And this share half done Tauri. Oh,
Share how